random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. One to The Marvelists presents Nightcap, a Moon Knight podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And we are talking about episode number six, the grand finale of Moon Knight. And what is the episode called, Eddie? Gods and Monsters. And with this episode, we are going to be joined with someone that we promised on last week's episode, and I'm so glad it was able to be promised. We are joined with Bushmen and Moonmen, the boys of Moon Knight Corps, over on Facebook and the Twitter machine. Gentlemen, good evening. Hello there. So first off, we've been talking about Moon Knight on this show since the very start, and a lot of people out there associate Moon Knight nowadays with what? The whole Dracula meme. And I want to ask, before we even get into started talking about gods and monsters, this just movement, a movement you guys made with uh, Moon Knight over the past few years has helped change in a lot of ways how people perceive the character. What do you yeah. think? Um, it, it's kind of definitely unintentional, I'd say. Uh, it wasn't like what we what we uh, like thought was going to happen, is kind of what I'll say as far as that goes. I I, I bet mostly like I, I will we'll still like make memes and stuff, but a lot of the time it's been like uh, I've spent half the time saying like, oh well, here's the actual comics, here's the runs they come from, uh, go check this out. Uh, like we've never tried to advertise it as real. We, like that's right. not like on our end. And one of the things about the uh, the Moon Knight Corp page. You know, there are people out there, they share the memes and they think it's real panels, which is hilarious to see, you know, doing a uh, Comics Code Authority comic, as you know, we pointed off, uh, Mike, you know, dropping an F-bomb in 1982. I really don't think that's a possibility, but (laughs) I love how it is like, you know, for certain fans, like certain times I go to conventions, New York Comic Con, for example, I'll see a Moon Knight uh, cosplayer and I'll literally go. You get that money from that big fucking nerd Dracula, and they will respond back with, "Yeah, I did that son of a bitch." And it's just like it's amazing to watch because it. it's literally just a one note, je- you know, one little joke you guys did, and it became a thing. That's all Bushman. <laughs> yeah, like that wasn't even supposed to be a meme in it of itself. That's supposed to be like a setup to something else. It's supposed to be like a three-panel meme. Uh, it was. Because a lot of the things I do is it's things that annoy me. It's it's my way of like venting my frustration. So this is supposed to be like a Hollow Knight meme. Because uh, there's a bit in Hollow Knight where it's just this area of just all these bullshit traps and things. I just remember there's this issue where Moon Knight's walking down the stairs and these spikes come out, and that was going to be like the joke would be about him just getting pissed off about the spikes. I was like, well, why is he there? And I just the director things came to me, but I couldn't think of a punchline, so I just put this setup out there. Not really thinking anything of it, and that's why the watermark isn't on it. And then it just went viral, and people thought it was a real panel, that which wasn't really the intention. And so it all just kind of cascaded from there. Well, with the whole element of people thinking it's a real meme, uh, or a real page in the panels, 
one of the things that I really appreciate seeing is there's now a level of gatekeeperness to Moon Knight. You know, the old school hardcore fans, you know, they're camping out yeah. in South Houston. Yeah, yeah, those guys. And it makes me laugh. We, we... Oh, my favorite panel that I've ever seen that you guys do a meme of was a like a Reddit quote or a Reddit comment or whatever, and it's Reed Richards, and it goes about the impact of Moon Knight on new, no Moon Knight core on new Moon Knight fans. It is incalculable. Just. Oh, I read Richards probably thinks that because that comment was sent to me with no context by by a fan. I don't really browse that that subreddit. Much to everyone's surprise. <laughs> it's funny because like most Reddit areas, I kind of tend to avoid myself. And yeah, no, no, no. I was there before I started Moon Knight Core, but then uh, somebody pissed me off and I decided to just go to Facebook and start Moon Knight Core. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in regards to, you know, the the core community, there's a lot of, like, you name a character, there is a core page for them, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. nowadays there are. There's, there's, there's hundreds. And, and if we make a meme about, like, say, a different character, someone will ask, oh, is there a core page for that character? Like, and if I start talking about Dostoon, they'll be like... And yeah, there's, there's about five... And it makes me laugh because... By this point... It makes me laugh because, you know, in a lot of ways with these characters, these interpretations, the Dracula um, connection to Moon Knight over the last few years, it's funny because when Jed McKay relaunched his run on Moon Knight, relaunched the character, you know, with his start of his run, one of the things that I noticed, and, you know, again, we talked about this off mic, hmm. Why did he pick vampires to go against in the very opening of it? And it made me laugh. It it makes sense. Like, I mean, the Dracula thing is it's a joke, but the idea of Moonlight fighting vampires as like a protector of Travers and Knight makes sense. But in Marvel, vampires have always been Blade's wheelhouse. They're the thing that he fights. So you know, we see oh, there'll be like an arc where they say the X-Men fight them, but generally it is just Blade's thing. And Moonlight and, just occasionally fights a werewolf. You know, with uh, the whole amount of money that, you know, Dracula, that big effing nerd, owes, I have to ask, is this more money than Doctor Doom owes Luke Cage or less? Pe- people ask, or people make up their own things, but I think it's always going to be funnier if I never say <laughs> why, he owes, why he owes the money and how much, mm-hmm. but... Uh, well, I just think the funniest thing would be if it's a sum of money that either of them, because they're both rich, either of them could easily afford, but they're choosing to be petty about it. What What do you think uh, Dracula's uh, net value is, or uh, you know, overall uh, value in his life? He's, it's, it's he's a, a rich fella. Probably waxes his brains, like, I imagine. Like Reed said himself, it's incalculable. <laughs> incalculable. <laughs> it's incalculable. No, even Reed Richards doesn't know. He's centuries old for crying out loud. He's got all that foreign money. It's probably be worth gazillions. Well, that's what I'm thinking is that like, he's probably had lots of ups and downs. He's probably gone to the casino after uh, one too many nightcaps or something. <laughs> he he brought a he bought a lot of Cure albums and Joy Division CDs. <laughs> he was the number one fan. He but he hated Love and Rockets. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. See, and that's why Moon Knight hates him. Well, I mean, and you know, with uh, Mooney, he's not a big fan of Bauhaus. So, you know, it's par for the course. Oh, yeah. Now, in regards to this episode, gentlemen, I first off have to ask you, with the series overall, 
I'm going to ask you each, what are your general impish- impressions, not impressions, impressions on the show So are in total? Like, does it live up to everything you were hoping for? And we're going to go with Bushman first. Uh, we are not allowed to have an opinion on the show, basically, because <laughs> it's the internet. If we if we love the show, then we're stupid fanboys. If we hate the show, we're unpleasable fanboys. Mm-hmm. But on, on the whole, I I have enjoyed it. It's it's I like that they've done their own thing. I don't. People seem to see, want them to be a hundred percent accurate adaptation but i like that they've done their own thing i like that they've made like british moon knight a thing and uh spoiler alert jake lockley being spanish you're in the wrong hitman jake uh first off when jake showed up in the episode i screamed like i didn't think it would happen (laughs) yeah i i don't know it's just when when i saw the hat i was just like no. So. Oh yeah. Now, Moonman, what do you, about you? What do you think of the show? Uh, so I'm kind of in the same uh thought uh, bubble as uh Bushman, where it's like, I, can I say how I want, like how how I think about this show without uh getting a myriad of uh you know just feedback and stuff. That's kind of the thing why I've been so hesitant to talk about it in general on the page and everything like that. But uh, I, I, I kind of like, yeah, I, I like a lot of what's going on. Uh, I really enjoy a lot of the character work and the cast and everything. Uh, the, the, the Layla's great. Um, my, I think my thing is, is that like what I've noticed is this Moon Knight show kind of doesn't have a ton of Moon Knight. That's just an impression I have, but that's a comment I've seen a lot over the last few weeks. Eddie, yourself, you have as well. I think so too. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's in a way a good thing that, that... hopefully we'll get more. We got, a, I think, uh, a pretty adequate <laughs> amount throughout the series. My my thing is with Moon Knight and how he's utilized in the show. You know, with the whole, make it's making it important when he does show up. I feel, and as opposed to like hey, let's just throw it all in, you know, let's do it all now. Kind of like, you know, a certain uh, certain movie from 2016 where everything got thrown in and it was the second film in the franchise. I'm, of course, talking about, yet again, Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Everybody's favorite movie. Oh, Dawn of Jam It All In was a fantastic movie. And, you know, just the idea of, you know, Lex Luthor being a graphic designer and creating the logos for Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, <laughs> and yeah. Cyborg. I mean, what what can't this guy do other than, you know, successfully uh, not ruin Facebook? But, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I like the idea of seeing Mooney for what he is, and I'm, I'm surprised about something with this show that the merchandising for the show has been insanely botched in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I frequent New York city every other weekend and I'll go to the Disney store there. No moon Knight merchandise whatsoever. Like nothing. Meanwhile, they still can't get rid of you know, the Hawkeye quivers, which is hilarious, but, um, you go, and I've, I've seen the t-shirts they're selling on hot topic and, they're generic, and they even couldn't get a Moon Knight hoodie ready in time for this. My, uh, I ordered one, and it's currently uh, going to be shipped in August. You know, the perfect uh, month to wear. Destructo Disc Designs do a good Moon Knight hoodie. 
Yeah, that's the one I have. Is that the one that's designed to look like the... uh, 2014 uh deck yeah the marvel yes, now, the marvel one. now yeah. one yeah. We, we both own a copy of that that one i love that one that i, I think yeah. i got a uh, quote-unquote 3d printed one off of the ebay machine i was that was giving my next next point is yeah make sure you order it from destructo design don't get off ebay you will get a, a shoddy knockoff yeah i mean mine mine's still good for now you know but for now yeah well i mean i've had it for like three years so i oh, don't okay. wear it a lot so all right but, all right when, you know, when I want to, you know, take over the night, I'll wear it. But, there you um, go. It has its uses. I just think it's hilarious that, you know, in terms of merchandising, also the action figures, they're not until, like, next year. And it's yeah, like, about uh, this time next year. Although, to be fair, they're going to probably be released. You know, Hasbro has, like, a uh, weird way of, like, saying it. Like, it's an Amazon listing for, like, March, but it's not going to be March. It's going to be uh, maybe, like, a few months uh, earlier. So probably late summer early uh fall you know okay but it's like i i don't know like marvel is very weird with moon knight because they realize he's got such a rabid fan base and you know when like you know uh moonman when you saw the uh character design for it the uh action figure of the moon knight figure from a few years ago from walgreens did you ever get your hands on that oh yeah i have two I was lucky enough to find one, and that was the only time I ever saw it in the wild. Wow, really? Yeah, I ended up buying both, and then we gave one away as a uh, giveaway on our podcast. And it was it was neat to be able to see that figure, you know, again, in person, but didn't think I'd find it ever again. And guess what? Still haven't. Oh, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I got mine when I did. Uh, I, I actually pre-ordered, or I back-ordered uh, one off of Walgreens's website and then another off a separate website, thinking that, okay, well, it's a gamble when and if I'll get either of these. And they, they turned out to both arrive the same day, which was nice. So That's funny. Yeah. Have either of you seen that Moon Knight figure that's going to be coming out? Supposedly, it's like for the show, but it's not. It's that Diamond Select figure. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that is isn't the that ugly. the one that uh, that's the one that used the random bullshit pose? I think. No, that's the Hot Toys. Oh, Hot Toys, yeah, yeah. yeah Hot Toys cool. one looks amazing, but like the Diamond Select one, it's it looks like he's got you know a plastic bag on his face and like he's like just struggling to air. Oh. It is oh. the worst figure I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's actually uh, a re-release of a 2007 action figure. Oh, they're they're going off of uh, previous descriptions of Moon Knight because they'll often say in the comics he just he just wears a bag on his head. <laughs> I guess they're can taking you, that literally. Can you blame the guy? <laughs> I mean, as good as anybody else's gimmick, I guess. So now with this episode, we're talking about episode number six, Gods and Monsters. Uh, what was the uh, what's his name book? The guy who wrote uh, the Da Vinci Code. What else? Would, what other something and some things he wrote? Angels and Demons. We got that one. Mm-hmm. We got Dungeons and Dragons. We got Diners and Drive-ins and Dives. We've got everything <laughs> in this episode. Um, I I liked the episode, but my problem was, and you know, the comment was made all again. It was short. Yeah. 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 And I feel like there wasn't much in terms of dialogue. It was mostly just action, action, action. No dialogue. Like, there's no memorable lines. There's no just anything. I like yeah. the line where he's, it's Mark rescuing Stevie. He says that you're the only superpower I ever had. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's, you know, what really stuck out to me. 
uh, I, I like the I like the bit at the end credits, you know, jumping ahead a little bit. But I liked uh, you know the exchange between uh, Harrow and Kanchu in the, the limo, even right be- even before Jake shows up. You know, he, he's like, uh, well, you know, Mark Mark thought he could get rid of me, but he didn't. You know, how how could I did want Layla? S- do you see the name um, of the hospital? Yeah, I did. Did you see the yeah. hospital name, Eddie? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was great. Man, imagine you know trying to like type that hospital name in when there's an emergency <laughs> trying to get it. And you're like, oh, shit, shit. oh, who is? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I, oh, the thing I th- I've memorized how to spell it. Not off the top of my head, I've had to write it down, but I memorized how to do it because I've had to you know write like, oh, art by Bill Sienkiewicz, art by Bill Sienkiewicz, like so many times. Yep, that's funny. It's like me with uh, Dormammu because I totally did, did you, not bootleg like, the QR code. Hospital. No, no. What was the QR code for this episode? It's it's in the post credits. There's. Well, coming out of the hospital, there's like an NHS poster where it says, oh, your health is our priority, and there's a QR code on it. I can scan it myself like, off my laptop, but apparently it leads to uh, the Moon Knight annual from, I think, last year, the one where he oh. fights Kang. So maybe oh, the next bit of Moon Knight will be in Loki. <laughs> now, with Kang, you know, we had speculated last week, we were wrong. Uh, well, me, I was wrong. Well, Harrow is not Mephisto. No, I wasn't. I'm not one the of those. Third, the third freakers. personality wasn't Mephisto. Uh, maybe the Mephisto was the friendships we made all along. Um, no, with <laughs> this episode, um, I was speculating, you know, with that Moon Knight annual with Kang. Kang is how he brings Mooney into the main MCU because Rama Tut. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's that connection. And and it's not even that Moon Knight annual. Uh, uh, they actually did that again with uh, the recent Kang miniseries where... Uh, uh, an ancient Egyptian Moon Knight interacts with a uh, young Kang in, in uh, like, yeah. during the apocalypse. Moon Knight is a, a legacy character now. That That's the new canon. I'm kicking myself because I never got the Kang series when it was coming out because I get anything. Moon Knight didn't think that would be the case that he would be involved. Oh, yeah, me neither. I, I, I saw that. Uh, and, and they use, like, the bone armor and stuff for her. Uh, and it, it, it's, it looks sick. It's great. Funny you're bringing up that Moon Knight annual because I think it had also on there on a title X of Evil and I yeah, wasn't sure if that it was a standalone story or not because I said you know what I'm finally gonna binge and read the current series I got through the first nine issues of the current Moon of the current Moon Knight really yeah. so yeah what are you thinking of that different it's definitely drawn different it's got a significant degree of violence and blood that's in there and stuff and I don't know I I, I think a character like like Eight Ball <laughs> I don't know. If he's just for hoo-hoos and ha-has or whatever. I'd uh, say he's for, he, he's for hoo-hoos and ha-has on my end. I love him, Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely recommend the, the current Jed McKay run. Yeah. Somebody took a whack at him with a cue stick, though. I mean, you know, it's all over. <laughs> now, in regards to... Uh, I'm, I'm shocked, Eddie. You're reading a current comic. I See? I told, I'm glad you're sitting down. But That's I, the I, effect I Moon Knight has. In all, like... Well, I know you guys will be, but Eddie, will you be reading the uh, Moon Knight Black Blood and Blood and Blood and Blood? If I'm blood. caught up, I think it's quite blood? Possible, yeah. It's called Blood and Blood and Blood. All the blood. It's quite possible. But I wanted to ask, too, for the group that I know we've heard several times in the Moon Knight show, do you swear to protect the, those traveling, the travelers of the night? And then, of course, I see in the current series, Moon Knight, defender of all those who travel at night. Is this one begot the other kind of thing. Eddie, I thought you were going to say, do you smell what the rock is cooking? I'm like, wow, Eddie, I didn't think I'd hear that today. Well, I wasn't going to ask if you were in a submarine either. So. Oh, gentlemen, have you ever been in a submarine? 
Uh, at a museum, if that counts. It, like it was above it was above the water, so it's not as cool. But Bushman, what about you? Not to my knowledge. All right, now answer Eddie's question. <laughs> Do you want to rewind? Uh, yeah, I think you, you cut out slightly for me. If you just want to repeat your question, please. The the whole premise of Moon Knight being the defender of all those who travel about the travels of the night come up from the current comic book, no. and then go into the series. That that comes from from the dead. The, the yeah, one that was second shall the twenty fourteen run. He added that as Conchu's big thing, and it's sort of people have been using that as like a a tagline for Moon Knight ever since. Yeah, and Jeff Lemire ran with it in his run, too. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Declan's run, man, isn't it really funny that, you know, when you look at the uh, credits, you see a certain name involved with that run that doesn't get mentioned whatsoever? Oh, Hatsume Miku. Yeah. <sighs> I got a laugh when I saw it, saw it the first time. I've brought it up multiple times on the show, but it's just like, man, Warren, you managed to ruin that book getting reprinted for a long, long time. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah, it, Oh man, I, I mostly consider it Declan Shalvey's book anyway. It's because it's like you know because I've what's fucking frustrating is that I was actually like reading like a lot of Warren Ellis stuff right before that stuff that you know all that horrible stuff came out and and you know I think the Moon Knight comic is like one of the ones where it's like uh, it's not any of Warren's weird sex stuff so you know people can still read it just fine I think. It's funny because when I'm looking through like the stuff of Moon Knight that's getting reprinted, you're seeing the uh, Brian Michael Bendis run, which, you know, when I read that series initially, I loved the hell out of it because like that was me getting back into comics. I was getting into Moon Knight. I hear a cat in the background. Tell the that's, cat. That's uh, yep. He's uh, I'm gonna yeah. That's my my bad. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. We're cat people. It's good. We're like we're like the uh, the song that, or the album that uh, David Bowie did. Cat people. Well, yeah. the movie. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, in regard in regards to uh, that run, the Bendis run, you know, revisiting it all these years later, I'm like, well, I can't even get past issue one. So yeah, we we hmm. shit on that run a lot, mostly because people like, know who Bendis is. So yeah, that's like a it's like a blockbuster type thing. It's not even it's not even really the worst Moon Knight comic. Yeah. It's just that like it's it's uh, it's a really it's, bad it's example easy. of. A, Easy likes for us. Easy likes for me about it. Now, isn't it funny, by the way, that Mark Spector Moon Knight has gone on for so long being a title that Marvel essentially, like, turned their nose away from, and now as a result, you know, because of the success of the show and because of just the de- the demand from people for the character, we're finally getting shitty Moon Knight in print in the uh, upcoming Epic uh, collection. Oh, we're not collecting. We're not, I'm not buying that set. <laughs> I, I read Mark Spector Moon Knight from beginning to end. It's a it's a test of sanity. I recommend anyone do that just to like see if they like uh, maintain their like their cognitive like priorities on life. Just I I got to the very end of it. It's literally unreadable. You get to the Stephen Platt stuff and the the art's kind of interesting at that point, I guess. But like the the script is un uh, it, it, it's so horrible. I don't know how Terry Cavanaugh got work for so long. It's extreme '90s condensed into a comic. It's it's mind-boggling. How many? Yeah, Moonlight got hit by the '90s, Ray, real bad. Now, now, who got hit by the '90s worse, Moon Knight or Booster Gold when he was a member of Justice League Extreme? Oh man, oh that's a tough one. Uh, 
I would say Booster Gold just because like they really pushed that envelope with and Booster Gold like he wasn't edgy or anything before that. He was just some guy trying to, to shake Ronald Reagan's hand and get a quick buck. So like, uh, you know, for uh, yeah, they cut his arm off and he wore weird armor and then he hung out with Captain Adam with a mullet and like uh, <laughs> as everyone did in the '90s, by the way. Yep, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, actually, that's another thing. Uh, uh, Mark didn't have a mullet in the in the. Hit by the nineties pretty hard as well. Like became Myrmidon for like five minutes. Yeah. So now, in regards to this episode, like like I was saying, like it's very much a episode where you also have a giant crocodile or alligator. Which which is a crocodile? Crocodile, I think, right? I think crocodile crocodile fighting a giant bird skeleton and yet everyone's looking on it's like yeah we saw something like that kind of once you know when Thanos was here and like everyone just ignores it now it's like you really got to do something to impress these people yeah Galactus is gonna have to like I don't know juggle some some moons or something to really get people's eyeballs up does does the show just just on a slightly related point does the show reference any of the other Marvel properties I haven't noticed. So I'm thinking maybe it's its own thing, and like the Multiverse of Madness is going to bring Moonlight into the main continuity or something, which would be like why the continuity is so powerful, but he didn't fight Thanos. And by the way, speaking of uh, Multiverse of Madness, I'm the one member of the Marvelous team that jumped on the grenade, and I saw the spoilers for everything that's coming out because... Oh, shit. Yeah, we gotta be careful. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I will not be saying anything, but I hate people so much. Like, this (laughs) person. So, when Endgame came out, there was this dude who ended up recording um, his private showing that he got from Disney, and he, like, posted the shots of, you know, Hulk with the uh, nano gauntlet. He posted videos of the... uh, Tony Stark dying. He did this, he did that. And just throw him up on Instagram because it was funny. Because, you know, he can do it without repercussion, I guess. Because he yeah. gave money to Disney, like a million dollars or something. So, of course, guess what he got a showing for? Oh, boy. I'm surprised he didn't get one for... Uh... A firing squad. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get one for No Way Home. But he probably doesn't have a connection. So, whoever this person was that leaked everything... I really hope Kevin Feige throws his hat at you and it like turns into a, like a you know, a, a blade or something. I don't or know. An anvil. Yeah, he has, a, he has the razor blades on it. He watched Surviving Edge Weapons. He decided to stick razor blades into the back of his cap and he just threw, threw it at someone. Kevin he just goes full Kung Lao on him. Kevin, odd job, Feige. Just yeah. <laughs> Yep. I don't know. like, But I would love to be able to see. I hope Moon Knight is like somehow involved with this. Because in multiverse, because it's so hard to figure out how to incorporate him into the universe now. You can do it easily, but how do you do it in a tactful way? Uh, uh um, I I've seen like a lot of people speculate that like m- there might not even be a season two for Moon Knight. They're just going to th- start uh, inserting him into the larger scope of the universe. Some people have speculated like, oh, they're going to do a Marvel Suns type thing or a Marvel Knights type thing, and Blade's going to get involved and yada yada. I don't like I don't know for sure either way. Um, how I can't even really say how I would do it, but um, multiverse. <laughs> 
Mm, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a toughie because Moon Knight, like even in, like from the source material, has never really been that largely involved with the multiverse. Right. Uh, his one multiverse story that that was in Mark Spector Moon Knight, which actually I kind of got a kick out of it, was like, uh, yeah, that, that his, was actually a okay story. I quite like that. It was kind of funny that like they had a uh, a fucking moon, oh. like a space ghost version of Moon Knight shows up. I've seen that. <laughs> I mean, he just dies, but it, it, it's funny to see him. What gets me though, in regards to uh, the show, you know, you know, you got you just had mentioned earlier Midnight Suns, and in a previous episode I've mentioned they're really trying to push the Midnight Suns to be a thing, you know. Um, they should call Greg Smallwood. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, honestly, if you're not reading it, I highly recommend the uh, team up he's done with Tom King on the uh, Human Target over at the Distinguished Competitions. Uh, black label that probably will go under, you know, before that series ends. But um, <laughs> in typical DC fashion. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's funny because like they're doing a Midnight Suns video game, and it's like no one cares about the Midnight Suns, but all of a sudden now we're like with Wolverine. Yeah, and and Iron Man. And you know, I think Captain Marvel's in there too. And my axe. So. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what fun and adventures we'll have with the Midnight Suns? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't spelling it right. They, I think it's S U N S. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just throwing the name around because it sounds cool. I don't know. Like, uh, like they, they for the Damnation mini that happened uh, 2017, 2018 or so. Uh, they said like that team up was technically a formation of the Midnight Suns, but like. It, it's just so brief and basic that, like, even when it's brought up in the current Moon Knight run, it's like uh, he just brings it up as like, "Oh yeah, we were in the Vegas uh, Death Squad or whatever." But uh, Bushman uh, mentioned it like Mark's, you know, he, he's analyzing it like a CIA agent, like, "Oh yeah, we were in some, we were in some coup to stop the devil from manufacturing weapons." <laughs> now, in regards to Moon Knight, you know, with what we're led to believe with things, this show came off as. Marvel Studios take on Marvel's Legion, and this episode was prevalent with those facts in regards to how we see Haro, how we see Mark's inner, you know, everything, and I I want to see this get a second season very badly. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I think, like, because, like, my thing is, like, uh, I think it could have used more episodes if, you know, there's a, uh, any nitpicks I could have, but, like, a season two would be kind of cool and could probably, like, you know, negate some of the criticisms I have currently. Isn't so, there a Will Find Night series in the works? That's like a mini or, like, a special. Because he, he's, he's definitely going to show up in that if he doesn't show up in Blade. It'd be so fitting if he did, like, if Moon Knight showed up at, like, just, just to beat the shit out of the werewolf that they just introduced. <laughs> So now, real quick, we just got on Twitter a uh, question, or not really a question, but more of a comment from at crashed eighty eight ketamine. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, boy! <laughs> Fuck yeah! And then he re he replies with, "But seriously, what would you want from a possible season two? Jake Lockley. They we need more of him. Yeah, we need to see more more just like just how that unfolds, like to see if Mark or Stephen like discover." how jake's been manipulating their lives and that like oh god can't you still stuck around you know that's a lot um, of stuff to play with 
I'm so glad this episode, I was expecting them to just do a whole, like, Jake Lockley shows up mid-episode, saves the guys, and then they show all the things he's done in previous episodes in, like, a black and white flashback or something. I'm so glad they didn't do that. They just left it up to your imagination to sort of fill in the gaps. Well, on a previous episode, I, you know, speculated that whenever Jake is, or not whenever Jake, whenever Mark or Steven is driving and you see the blackout, it's Jake driving, and we just don't see those scenes. Yes, now that we know that Konshu is aware of Jake and sort of sees him as his true disciple, some of his comments in episode one, where he, he just refers to Mark as, as just the both of you, or get Mark back, it's like he's he's covering up for Jake. Jake is probably doing things, and like maybe he's the one who like bloodies up those uh, Harrow servants. Like he's mm-hmm. got blood all over it, like the scarab and that. Maybe that was Jake doing that. Yeah, maybe he's he shot the guy. Of them. Yeah. I like that. I like that angle. Yeah, absolutely. But of course, I think everybody would agree that if they did not, you know, acknowledge Jake in this last episode, then people would have been kind of pissed about it. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. Yeah, they, that would have been way too open. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was smart to reveal a character of his, a personality at the very end as a post credit scene. It was smart to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just the idea of like, but wait, there's more personalities. I like the the ending fight. You know, they do the whole thing like, oh, all hope is lost. Everybody's losing. There's no way out. And then, and then, like, instead of like, oh, big epic comeback, blackout, fucking like, Lockley mode. Yeah, Arthur <laughs> Harrow's like got a, his head's busted open. He's not waking up again. Like, holy shit. What got me about this episode though was Layla and her costume and the armor and everything she uses. Holy shit, was that cool. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't I think no she's an existing character. Who she's supposed to be. Is is she a character? We don't know. But it's cool no. that his love interest has her own powers. It's she's not really gonna be like a damsel dress in future seasons, which is kind of what Marlene got reduced to a lot in Moonlight Comics. Yeah, this is like being more advantageous with it. Like Layla, like she's much more like a. Uh, she kind of reminds me a bit of like uh, Margot Lane to the Shadow, where like you know she's just as useful as you know arguably the person that she's following around and you know like being the companion of. I really like the the. Sure, you know, why she's got a hawk thing though, given she's the avatar of a hippo god. Yeah, that's a bit odd, but like the 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 wings are kind of cool, and I I like the the, mm. the the knives and stuff. That's that's pretty neat. I agree that she you know got to be a, a hero in a sense, or becoming and agreeing to being the avatar of was it Towerette the hippo, of course, and and some other things too that we didn't see, like for example, Moon Knight. We didn't see too much of this. I thought this last episode showed that Moon Knight kind of flies, almost a la Superman. And that was that was cool to see that. It's very like cliche of him to use that as a shot, but when you see him jump up in the air and move his cape out, and he's like angled right over the moon, I like how it did the little eclipse effect. It's cheesy, yes, mm-hmm. I get that, but man, I was like, "That's so cool, you guys." Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just what it should be. I mean, and it kind of goes with the common thing that I kind of like how like accurate to the comics Kanchu really is in this because like it, it's just like it reminded me of something like Age of Kanchu where Kanchu just reveals oh yeah I could have given you this power all along but here it is now here you go take it just this once <laughs> and never mm-hmm. again exactly and then well by the time we got to the beginning of this episode I think it was pretty solidified that Harrow was not going to be a good person I was a little concerned when he was in the sequence of him being a doctor he was in sequence Mark. 
Yeah, you know, it was very sparkly and stuff like that. It was very bright in that room, very white. My brother George. And but the one, you know, the one line yeah. that I thought was so hypocritical was was in this episode that Harold No, the saying, hippo episode was the previous one, Eddie. Who who wants to hear the world? <laughs> and like you yeah, know, no, Harold, this is not this is not what we're we're doing here and stuff. Um but but a couple of other little things I wanted to uh, bring out or just make mention of that, you know, Mark knew or we found out that that Stephen was a part of Mark. Mark was the true person, but Mark wanted to go and reclaim that part of him that was Stephen and him going back there. I think you felt the empathy, the emotion of going back there and stuff and then getting through the doorway. That was very, I think, on point overall. Yeah, I think the show did the right thing by making Stephen the primary character, like the, the person you see episode one through the eyes of, make him like a fully realized character rather than just a figment of Mark's imagination. Like he's his, he's his own person and we get to see that and, before and the revelations know, come. And then even a little bit further along, putting in the elements of humor in there where where it's a um, a, a meeting of the mind sort of with, with Kanchu, with Stephen and Mark and Moon Knight and them, them all coming together and and Stephen as Mister Knight saying, "Now look, Contra, this is how it's going to go down," you yep. know, and him showing a bit of a spine or at least, you know, being maybe on equal playing field. Just like later, of course, in the limo, Contra is in a suit with with Lockley. Yeah, and I I got to mention this. I this entire time I've been calling him Locky, and I realize it's Lockley, so it's kind of like a Homer Simpson. Hmm. I've been calling her Crandall. Oh, I'm making an idiot of myself. <laughs> oh, a guy. So, I, one of the things, by the way, with this episode, you know, I'm flipping over to uh, Reddit on the Marvel Studios subreddit. And Why? The top, and, uh, <laughs> the top comment right now is pretty damn spectacular, which is, so it wasn't some grand conspiracy with the other gods. They really were just a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, that's mostly true. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, someone woke up Amit. Who could it be? The next one was somebody is trying to free Amit. Who could have foreseen it? Yeah. It, like, just tell him to roll up his sleeves. He has a Amit tattoo. Yeah, just lift up his sleeves. <laughs> uh, and it, it kind of like uh, makes Kanchu like that 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 ending scene afterwards with Kanchu even like better because. You see this whole official Egyptian pantheon. They have to go to according to a bunch of bo boring rules and yada yada. They have to, you know, you, you tore up the night sky one too many times. Uh, fuck you, Kanchu. Uh, but but Kanchu just does not care. He he just he, he like you know the, the other guy talk about preserving cosmic balance. Kanchu's like performing mob hits and shit. Is Kanchu <laughs> like a honey badger? He just don't give a. Oh yeah, no, he, he definitely is. Yeah. Now, Honey Badger. Yeah, Honey Badgers. They just don't give a shit. <gasps> I know them as a couple of belly dancers in our local area, to be honest. You, you would. I, I know them as a super boss from Far Cry 4. That's cray cray. So now, in regards to one thing about this episode that I got a kick out of, and it's funny, we keep going back to that post-credit scene and not the actual episode itself, but it's, it's be a, a good scene line, line, I think. Yeah. One thing about that is the limo and I don't know if you guys noticed, the license plate says... Spectre. Yeah, no, that's right out of From yeah. the Dead. It's great. It made me smile because it's like, oh, Homeboy's going to be the billionaire or millionaire playboy. We're going to be doing that stuff if we see more of Mark Spector. And I cannot wait. 
that's an evil, a nice little turn, exactly. Too. And then we have a Sinatra song, which I had to look and see. It was called My Way of Life. Just like in the opening, you had a Nat King Cole song. And my favorite... Nat King Cole? Nat King Cole, I think, opened up. There was an opening song from him. I don't know the title. I didn't I didn't see it. But I was like, forgettable. It wasn't that. Throw the comedian through a glass plate window. <laughs> forgettable. But two, a couple other things, too, I thought was were neat. And, and one of them was before Layla got her powers, there was a what I'm calling a traffic stop. Uh, that caravan that Harrow was leading and on the road there and, you know, killing all those other officials. But yet they spoke to Layla to tell her what she should be doing and so on. And again, I think that's been used in other shows or movies, but I thought that was kind of neat to help her in what she was setting out to do. Yeah, the speaking for the course, I guess, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then further down, uh, we have, we have where, um, I guess it's um, Harrow. It, we're in Doctor Harrow's office again, and and the the technique of Mark and Stephen switching voices, kind of like almost every other sentence. But then we see Harrow walking away, and from his foot, his footprint is in blood. And I think he even said, "Why am I bleeding?" And he I stepped in paint. I didn't think a bit about it until now. I'm like, "You dumbass! What happened in the first episode? You broke a glass, you put it in your sandal, and you're walking around on well, it. So of course you're." Well, Eddie, I'm the dumbass. Just realized that's the connection. I did not get that. Just occurred to me now after watching it earlier in the day. So oh, now I got, I got that right away, actually. I, <laughs> I thought it might be wrong, but I, you know, so, I'm gonna. And I love that. that I call that as well. And and waking up in Stevens' flat to the Engelbert Humperdinck uh, man. Oh, I love how love. it went full circle. I love that. And I had a feeling, and I was. Right on the money that when he oh. got up and stepped, he would be shackled and fall flat on his face. I was hoping for that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now, real quick, we got a tweet from at Paradox540. Paradox? What, two boats side by side? Anyway, what was your opinion on Layla suiting up? Now, we discussed that a little bit earlier, myself and Eddie. Gentlemen, what did you think of it? Uh, I quite, I, I, I really like the suit and the design they use. Uh, it's uh, very appropriately, like... Uh, Egyptian like style and everything. I like the armor. You kind of tell like uh, the other gods are less uh, showy with their avatars. Like she doesn't like have her own mask or anything. It's not like you know just she's not throwing a Taoist symbol at people. It, it, it's cool and it gives Layla you know more stuff to do. I, I wonder if she'll keep the, that that let um, like the suit and the move set and everything. Truth be told, when I saw the costume, the first thing I thought of was, "Wow, Wonder Woman 1984." If it doesn't suck, <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, if they if they actually use the gold armor for something that's you know not perplexing. Yeah, I think they kept kind of kept the gold to the uh, the feathers, if you will, in her in her wings. So now with this episode, gentlemen, like I said, you know we don't know what's next, but I feel like if this is the quote-unquote series finale of Mooney. It was a good ride. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those... I know a lot of people that they're wanting to get into the character now as a result of it, and I love that. It's... Well, that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's, it's free advertising for the comics, and, like, you know, Moon Knight's my favorite character, and, like, I kind of... You know, the, the comics is, like, my home turf, I guess, because I've... You know, I've, I, I, I read all of them in chronological order not too long ago. 
because I wanted to drive myself insane. But uh, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of appearances. It gets kind of tricky with the anthologies and stuff, but it was kind of worth it. I'm doing that right now, Spider Man, and going. Oh, from, like, you're, oh ever- my God! Why would you do that to yourself? I'm on 1980, almost 1983 right now, and I'm wow. reading a lot, like, well, because ever since No Way Home came out, I wanted to go through everything. I'm like, you know what? I never read Spectacular when I read Amazing, and I never read Marvel Team Up, and I'm like, wow, Marvel Team Up sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, what, what memorable storylines and what fun and happy coincidences do they have? Oh man, Gargoyle, what are you doing here? I don't know. Want to team up? Sure. Okay. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> That's all F team up is every month. Hey, you're in the neighborhood. I am. Yeah, there's actually a pretty cool story in in Mark Spector Moon Knight of all things, the Cavalier Run, where Moon Knight is dying and he's trying to find a like an heir, like a replacement. He's finding these people and each one like fails him, and he finally finds like this ran this random guy by these muggers and he fights the muggers off. And then Moon Knight pops out and says. Peter Parker, you will be my heir. It's like, what? Like the, the guy he's been following, is, he doesn't know he's Spider-Man, he just thinks that this Peter Parker guy would be a good Moon Knight for whatever reason. And yeah, just another random Spider-Man team-up. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. That was probably one of the highlights of that later part of the series. The rest of it kind of sucked. Oh, yeah. Have, have either of you guys read the uh, Marvel... It's not a Marvel team-up, but it's a uh, Moon Knight special edition where he teams up with uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, I read yes. that. That's that shit's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite issue of Mark Spector Moon Knight ever because Doug Mitch came back to write the character and like just like Resurrection War, he completely ignored everything they were doing with the '90s bullshit. Like, like every every issue during that time, like like the ones that Mitch were, wasn't writing, like he would bring up like, oh, I have an adamantium bow staff and adamantium <laughs> crescent darts and my adamantium armor. Mitch is like, fuck that, no. <laughs> he just uses stuff. Uh, and and like they go to a to an island to fight like toy robots and stuff. It's great. It's it's awesome. It's really silly. One of my favorite Moon Knight issues in general. I used to come across that book all of the time when I would hunt down the Moon Knight books in the beginning of my uh, fandom. Like I never saw like an end of that. Oh really? So it's it's funny because like when I when I think of uh, the Moon Knight books that I've hunted down over the years, I always think back to like that beginning of like you know the the start of getting back into comics and just the fun and excitement I had before becoming cynical and you know, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, you got cynical of comics too. Well, you know what? You have some partial truth going back to the Marvel team up stuff. Cause some of it was just <laughs> trying to sell the damn title and keep the series going. And all right, some other artist or writer is not uh, here. So we're going to do this. Little Eddie, story. Eddie, to paraphrase Eric from, we hate movies. It's, it's okay, okay to like, like a comic. <laughs> I started my Marvel team up with, uh, I think, a two-issue run of, of Spidey and the Hulk and this Wood God character. I enjoy that Eddie is still so annoyed about the Marvel team up comment. He had to bring it up again. Damn right. I needed to put my two cents in. I'll give you three. Because I've got less than that now. All right. <laughs> so overall, like I said, gentlemen, I love the hell out of the show. But And it's funny because, you know, in a group chat I'm in on Facebook with some friends, uh, friend of the show, uh, Nick, com- uh, Nick Wells comments, where do you rank this? And I'm like, ooh, that's a good question. And you, mean, honestly, you, you didn't think about ranking it already? No, you always be, do. These I don't. The shows oh, I don't. Okay. But it's like a solid three out of six. The, out know, of six? Out of the six episode? that shows. Oh, okay. Because there's, you know, my number one is still WandaVision. WandaVision, like, did a phenomenal job. Hawkeye was a solid number two. And who gives a shit about What If? Because that's my number six. 
<laughs> Somebody's got to be there, and that's probably... Yeah. I quite enjoyed What If. I thought, I'm looking forward to What If season two. I got. I, I like the. I liked a few of the episodes quite a bit. Um, the 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 finale became a bit too much for me. I'm like, oh god, there's lasers everywhere. I'm gonna get a seizure. But, uh, <laughs> but everything else is. And they good. forgot to do the the Gamora episode. Like she shows up in the in the final episode without a setup episode. Yeah. You no, they yeah, no, they just cut the the her on that like star thing with uh, Tony Stark and like the bulky Hulkbuster armor or whatever. And you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get a season two out of that. I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have content that month. <laughs> sure. But in regards to uh, this show, yeah, it knocked it out of the park, but. I I do really really hope we get a season two because there's so many magic and misadventures and fun we can have with Moon Knight and you no know, having hang out with uh, Frenchie. They can be like, hey, let's go ride in the moon jet. Oh man, it, it would actually it would be the most like insane thing ever if they suddenly just went the most comic accurate route in season two. Like, oh, we're doing the moon copter, we're doing the mansion, we're doing uh, Jake Lockley going to see Gina and Carl. But they, we won't see that happen, of course, because we're going. To well, so supposedly they've cast Raul Bushman. Like his audition tape is is in oh, the ether shit. somewhere. They're actually doing Raul Bushman. That's crazy to me. I thought like when, when before the show happened, I just thought to myself, okay, they're gonna change the hell of the origin because there's no way that like Marvel or Disney will touch Raul Bushman with a ten foot pole. <laughs> but I'm I was wrong. You know what they need to do? Moon Knight season two. One trillion streaming downloads. Yes. <laughs> Moon Knight meets Morbius. Moon Knight sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, man. this is the road to now Legion of Monsters. So it's okay. good, but it's no Morbius, is it? And it's not a Morbius whatsoever. Uh, I, again, I did not feel morbed out by this show. I'm sorry to say. Shout out to uh, Eddie Burback once again for that phenomenal video of him watching Morbius five days in a row. Oh, God. What? Oh, my cat's reacting to it. He's like, seriously, someone watched Morbius five times in a row? And every single ticket purchase went for everything, everywhere, all at once instead. And he snuck in. Oh, okay. There you go. So, anyway, gentlemen, I would say, you know. They done good. It, you you guys done did good. Moon Knight done did good. Eddie done did good. My computer done did good. The microphone in my hand done did good. Eddie's microphone in his hand done did good. I'm continuing this joke and beating a dead horse. And Hi, guys. Lonely Hi. is a man. Oh, oh. Thank you, Engelbert. Humperdink, even. That's right. So... Yeah, show knocked it out of the park, and I can't wait to see that with our Mooney boy. Yeah. So before we go, gentlemen, how can people get a hold of you on them, their social medias? Well, uh, our primary location is uh, Facebook.com, Moon Knight Core, and our uh, Twitter handle is Moon Knight Core 1, because I, someone had the <laughs> Moon Knight Core taken already, I guess. Bastards. I lovingly screamed when I ended up seeing Moon Knight Core followed you. I'm like, what? You're not the only one. I have a few other people who react that way. It's great. I, I screencast it. <laughs> I'm like, this is cool. That, that's how you know you made it as a podcast. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Bushman. I'm Moonman. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Min. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs>